welcome to the 12th episode of 13 Ways to Lead with your host, the 13th Command Chief of the Air National Guard, Chief Master Sergeant Maurice Williams. Our featured guest today is Senior Master Sergeant Saul Soto Sanchez. Senior Master Sergeant Soto Sanchez is the Executive Assistant and Air National Guard Liaison to the Chief Master Sergeant of the Air Force. I'm Master Sergeant Eric Gallion, and today's episode is about leading by being flexible. The only constant is change. Leaders must be adaptable and open to change. Their actions should serve as the example for those they lead. Here's your host, Command Chief Williams. Change, change, change. Hey, we're here to talk about it a little bit today, and uh, we're going to talk about it with a special guest that works in a special office, um, someone that I've known for quite a few years uh, over the time period from back when the person was a tech sergeant. Now he's a senior master sergeant. So senior master Soto, I'm going to let you tell a little bit about yourself, tell a little bit about your background and where you're working. First of all, Chief, thank you for the uh, for the opportunity and the invitation. It's an honor to be here today. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about me. I was uh, born and raised in, in San Juan, Puerto Rico. I'm an Army brad. My, my dad was in, in the Army for 31 years. He served active duty guard and reserve. So he did uh, wow. all the components. So I was uh, exposed to the military environment and, and culture since, since my whole life. Right. So I always knew that I, I want to be part of the military. So immediately I graduated from high school. I enlisted in the Puerto Rico Air National Guard as a supply technician, picked that job because I was able to do it in four weeks and come back home. I right. had a scholarship for basketball for college, so okay. I didn't I didn't want to miss any semester. So I picked that job and I was part of that family for eight years for the LRS family. Then I cross-trained to financial management and became the quality assurance manager for the Puerto Rico National Guard because it aligned with what I, I study accounting. So that mm -hmm. aligned with, with my civilian education. I became the quality assurance manager there. So I did that for a few years at the wing level. At that time, I had a discussion with my wife. I said, hey, I have work at the flight, the squadron, the group, and the wing level. I really want to go to NGB and, and take it to the next level, right, and, and, mm -hmm. and keep developing myself. So we made the, the family decision that, okay, let's try to do this. So I applied for a job at, at FM and became a budget analyst in, in the FM director at the Air National Guard Readiness Center. And then from there, you know, different opportunities arise and I, and I took advantage of, of all of them. So my leadership at the FM directorate in the readiness center, they submitted me for uh, a shadowing opportunity for the command chief at the time for their right. Air National Guard. Every directorate submits somebody competing. I got selected to shadow the command chief for the guard for three months. And those three months became six months, seven months. They, they didn't uh, uh, allow. Hey, we like good help. <laughs> they, they, they liked the help. And then that gave me the experience to work as an executive assistant in that office and be a travel aide for the command chief for that time. And, and that experience and exposure then led to my other opportunity that came in. So the director of the Air National Guard at that time, Lieutenant General Rice, said, hey, I want you to become the enlisted assistant for, for, for my office. So I was able to, to do that job for over a year. And then from there I transitioned and I cross-trained again uh, to manpower. And then I became part of the A1 family. at the Flexibility, Reading. go Fle ahead. Flexibility, <laughs> so I, I cross-trained again and, and went, went to manpower. And then from there, the opportunity to, to work for the Chief Master of the Air Force 
came, I applied for that job, and, and all those experiences that I had before helped me get that job. And, and what I do there, I'm her executive assistant, so I manage her calendar and day-to-day. I run the office, but I'm a dual hat, so my other job is to be the ANG liaison for the chief master sergeant of the Air Force. And that is to bring the, all the ANG perspective to the total force. So when they're making all these decisions that is going to impact the whole total force, I'm in there and say, hey, don't forget about the guard. This is, this is how that is going to impact us. And this is good. This is not good for us. And because we, you know, we got different titles, they need to take that in consideration. Right, right. Well, see, that's a very diverse background. And we talk about being flexible here in your career. Hey, that's what you've been doing. You know, stepping out of your comfort zone, stepping into new areas and growing. And uh, you've been a great teammate being in that office. You know, we stay well connected on uh, what's going on in the office, keep me in tune with my office and what things are going on that may have an effect on the guards. And, you know, in working in that office, we talk about being agile and flexible. There is a lot of dynamics in there. How do you manage those dynamics in that adaptability? Because you've experienced it most in other positions. So I know it's newer teammates that come in there within the office. So how do you channel that to them and how do you express that to them to get them to understand the dynamics? I've been blessed with different opportunities, you know, to work for the command chief of the guard, to work for the director of the Air National Guard. So when I came to this position, I had the experience working for senior leaders already, right? So when I came to my office, everybody else was the first time in the Pentagon working. This was my third time working in the Pentagon. So when I come here, I can see that it's, it's, it's a different pace for them. I already experienced this pace, right. but this is, this is a different level, right? I work for the Dang, but this is a different level pace, right? Mm-hmm. Because you're continually adapting to what's going on. So you have a meeting with this person. I got to cancel that meeting because now the SECAF wants to meet. Now the under wants to meet. Now CSAF wants to meet. And, and then all, everything changed. And mm-hmm. how are we going to adapt? How are we going to do that? And then we're just a team of eight people supporting the GMSR and the Air Force. So... When you compare that to the to the chief of staff of the Air Force, they got a way bigger team than us. So us, we got to be multiple tasking. We got to do different stuff. And I was able to tell my my people, it's like, hey, this is your main job, but we're going to have to do this today. We're going to have to adapt because we got to make sure that we're taking care of the GMSR and the Air Force. Right. This right. is how we're going to do it. So I brought that experience and I was able to impact my teammates. So even though, you know, people see, oh, you're guard, you're reserve, you're active duty. You always have that, right, that comparison, right? right? But I, I can say that I, I was able to, with my experience and my knowledge, to go to that office and the chief master in the Air Force would kind of come to me and say, Senior Soto, what is your input on this? What do you think about this? How you, how you will do this? And I, I can say that I've been able to impact and a lot of things that that's not even related to the guard. Right. You know, but I've been able to do it because my teammates trust me. They see me as one of their leaders. And I've been able to impact them in multiple ways and develop them to become better. Right, right. That, that reminds me of a quote that I use when I'm talking to senior leaders, when especially in the course, uh, commander's leaders course. If you want something to change, change it. If you can't change, change the way you think about it. You know, and I think that's one of the things that you help your teammates see. It may look like confusion, but it's just being adaptable. And don't look at it as confusion. It's that adaptability that's going to be a constant in this office. 
Uh, I definitely understand we can have a schedule set today and I get a call from Director Air National Guard or the Deputy Director Air National Guard or SEA Whitehead and my schedule's changed. You know, and I think that's a great attribute a leader should have. But the key part of it is managing, even in our personal lives, so for yourself. So how do you manage that adaptability and flexibility just within your home life? Yes, Chief. My wife just assumed command with the 113 FSS, and now she is super busy. So, uh, and I am super busy too. And we got to help each other out. Right. So that's Mm -hmm. how we balance things out. So she's been supporting me. This is my third high paced job. Right. So she's always been there for me and supporting everything that I have done and every, every job that I want to apply for, she's been there for me. Uh, and then now it's my time to respond and, and give that to her, right? Because right. she has a high-paced job at this moment. But we, we don't do it by ourselves. We, we have family. We got friends. Mm-hmm. And we got our teammates, right? So when we need to take care of the kids, sometimes we bring my mother-in-law and she comes over here. We got neighbors that take our kids to school. That is also is uh, my neighbor is a, a colonel in the Air Force. So right. we, we have that Air Force family and how they can support us because they know the type of jobs that we have. So his wife takes care of our kids. They take them to school. They bring them back. And we have that support. When I get home, if I get first, I cook. She studies with the kids or it's vice versa. We, we are there. Now she's back to doing UTA. So now that weekend... I prepare with the kids right. and I wow. and I do the stuff with the kids because I'm not doing UTAs, but I still work seven days a week. So. <laughs> but 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 I'm not doing UTAs on the weekends and I take care of the kids. So it's a balance of how we adapt when it's TDY moment and we're both out. Then we need to adjust and do different things and be flexible. And that's how we are able to keep up. So if you was speaking to a staff sergeant, what would you tell him in being able to be flexible? and manage their life based on the same situation that you may have. I will tell that staff sergeant, you don't need to do it alone. You got we got multiple resources at base level. You got your Air Force family, which are your peers, your teammates. They're always there to support you. They've been supporting me. I think communication is the key. Have a schedule. Uh, we, me and my wife, we have a schedule, right? Like, uh, hey, the kids have practice today and this, this. Are you available? We communicate. Can you take that one? They have these medical appointments. How are we going to do it? Bring family to support you if, if you're both going to be away. So those are the ways that you can. You need to be organized. You need to communicate, and you need to seek help. Don't think that you need to do everything on your own. I'll give you an example. When I first got here, I got here as a tech sergeant, and I came here. My wife uh, was pregnant at the time. She stayed in Puerto Rico, uh, and I came with my daughter and my son over here, and I was on my own. I didn't have no family here. I didn't know nobody here. My whole family is mm. in Puerto Rico. I didn't know right. nobody here. And I was a tech sergeant. I seek help. How can I, how can somebody help me? I went for information. I went to my first sergeant. He told me, hey, these are the tools that you have. I went to different schools. I went, they cared. They helped me out. So the, the, the stuff is out there, even if you're on your own, uh, by yourself, a single parent at the moment or whatever, the Air Force family can, can take care of you. Yeah. And, you know, you talked about your, you know, growing up with your father being in the military as a military brat. And also, you know, I've had the opportunity to go out and visit the 156 there in Puerto Rico. Now, you also have a brother out there. that's a big chief out there. So uh, any other family members? 
no, uh, for my side is is my dad. He 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 retired sergeant major from the army, uh, and and then my brother is uh, is the MSG uh, SEL. Okay. So yeah. so yeah. So those are the two. So my brother started in the army, and then he switched uh, to the air force. He saw the light. <laughs> he saw the light. He saw the light. Then he switched, and 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 then he was the one who mentored me and guided me to get uh, into the air force. Flexible and adaptive seek out answers and seek out resources to help them be successful. And I think, you know, just listen to your story as you talked about coming up here as a tech sergeant, you did exactly that. Now, as I listened to you, it seemed as if you take those office organization skills and incorporate them into the family, really being focused on, hey, the timelines and what things have you shared with your wife uh, things that you think you would share with your wife on with her taking command based on your other experiences? Yeah. So that, that's, that's a great question, chief. So I, I talk to my wife every day, right? I, I can't be her SEL, but when she comes home, <laughs> when she comes home, I, I always had how, how your day was, right? Mm-hmm. How, what issues do you had? And then I bring my experience, right? And, mm-hmm. and, 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 and coach her in, in the way what I'm seeing. And I've been blessed, you know, to 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 work at different levels within the the Air National Guard. And I'm a guard baby. I always been guard. So Hey, what, what, me too. What, what, Welcome to the club. Yeah. yeah. Hey, 35 years for me. Yeah. I know I look like I'm 25, but <laughs> yeah, it's been 35. Yeah. Yeah. So share so, your secrets, Chief. Yeah. So you so 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 you know, so uh, one of the, the reasons I, I applied for this job it was to get the Air Force uh active duty perspective. Mm-hmm. I already got the the guard side, right. right? I have work at every level in the in the guard side. So I was like, I wanna I wanna see what what the active duty is doing, and I have learned so much in this position. This position has been like a development every on a daily basis, mm-hmm. right? So I've been able to get all my experiences from the guard, and now everything that I have accomplished in almost two years, you know, learning from from the chief master sergeant of the Air Force, and I have put those together, right? And getting the different perspective mm-hmm. and what I think can work better. And how I can make her better and how she can impact the organization, right? right? In a way that uh, that that she can develop them and impact them in a positive way. The good thing about her is my, my wife was prior enlisted. Right. So she 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 went all the way to tech sergeant and then she commissioned, right? So she understands the enlisted side and what is their impact. And I'm always that boys, just take care of your airmen. Make sure that they got what 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 they need. You know, are we promoting them? Are we recognizing them? It's not only it's not only work, 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 right? Because you know, uh, the the guard is no longer a training force; we're operational force, and especially in the one thirteen. One thirteen is busy. Oh yeah, on the ops side and domestic side, right? So, are you taking care of your people? Are we developing them? Are you know? So right. I, I have those conversations with her. She's brand new doing it. I just want to give that perspective from what I have seen from the guard and the active duty. Now, when you, when you spoke to your wife uh, about those situations, do you have any specific example when it comes to managing that time, when it comes to being flexible, like her schedule, and how do you schedule the meeting based on 
the type of meetings you're going to have so you can have the information for the next meeting. Any Anything specific you can elaborate that, on? That, that's good, too, Chief. I think you've been in my house. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but, but so, so you know, when, when, when she first took command, I saw her calendar. I was like, I'm going to show you how you manage the calendar. <laughs> you know, like, this is how you do it. And then I said, you got to color code all your stuff. Mm-hmm. You got you to gotta put lunch for yourself in there. You got to put this buffer. You need right. ex- exact times to that's go right. over your stuff and do your admin stuff. You know, all the all the stuff that I do for SimSaf, I gave all that 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 knowledge and perspective for her to be successful and do it. You know, obviously she doesn't have the she's high paced, but not at the level of the right, GMS right, the Air right. Force. But that was able I was able to organize her in that way right. and, and and impact her her day to day. Yeah, and, and that touches on both of us, you know, as we talk today, because those things help a lot, you know, even within, you know, I, same thing, my calendar too. It's color coded. Mm-hmm. I can look at the color and I already know what it is. I know if yeah. it's TDY, if it's National Capital Region, yeah. Yeah. whatever type of meeting, color coded. You got to have that buffer time. Yeah. Hey, you got to have that personal time in there. And I got to have some read ahead time. It, it depends on it. So all that's yeah. built in there so you can have an effective day. You can function properly and be prepared. So it makes a difference. So I, I thought probably you've had that conversation yes, because, uh, you know, based on your experience, it's, it's moving that way. Now, understand your kids. How old are your kids? I got uh, my daughter is 18. She just uh, is at BCU. She started college. Uh, we got a 12 year old and uh, a seven year old. OK. Yeah. Okay. Now, uh, your 18 year old just one just started college. Uh any specific things that you kind of talk with her about to help her manage her schedule? She's brand new going off to college because yep. we figured off everything we do. So when, when she went uh, to college, you know, and uh, I was able to go to the to orientation day for the family members. So yes. me and my wife were able to go in there and we were able to see her schedule and all the stuff that she had and all the different resources mm-hmm. that they have that I didn't have. You know, right. I, like when, when I when I went to college, they, I didn't have any, all the stuff that she has today, right? So, but one thing that resonated me, and it comes from my job, is like, you need to prepare your schedule, you need to prioritize what is important, and you need to time manage. Like, you're taking five classes. They all gonna require a lot, a lot from you. How are you gonna manage that? You can't be procrastinating at, 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 at the room. You need right. to organize yourself. You need to read ahead of time. You need to prepare. You can't wait the day prior to go pre-prepare for a test. You got to schedule that stuff. So that's the way that I do in the office, how we, how we do read-aheads, how we prepare ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like, because when I'm looking at the calendar for SimSaf, I'm not looking, if I'm looking today to prepare for today or tomorrow, I'm, I'm dead. I, I, can't, right. I can't do that. So I, I got, I, I'm looking long range. I'm looking, I, I'm, I'm, today I'm preparing three months from now. Do I have everything that you need to be successful for that day for her? So I told my, my daughter, hey, you already got the syllabus. You know what's coming. You need to organize. You need to schedule. You need to, to prioritize, and you need to do good time management. Well, that's great. That's great. So now you know, um, uh, I know uh, your time in the Chief Master the Air Force office is, uh, you know, winding down. As an individual that would come behind you, what would you share with them to be prepared to do coming into the position as their first step the first step is is to know your boss right and i i have to i have, I have teach a class for executive assistants and one of the things that i tell them you're the gatekeeper of, of your 
senior leader. You got to make sure they're prepared for every meeting that they have. You got to make sure they got the read aheads ahead of time so they can be ready for that meeting. If your principal gets there and getting the read aheads the same day, you're not doing them a favor. That meeting that it was 30, a 30 minute meeting, nothing's going to come out of it because she was not prepared to take that meeting. You got to have integrity, right? And our core values are very important in, in every of those positions. You have access to information and to stuff that you can't share with nobody. So you, you got you to gotta have that. You got to be able to prioritize. You're going to get requests from everybody. Everybody wants a piece of the Chief Master Sergeant of the Air Force. Oh, I need, and everybody says it's important. But her priorities are people readiness and culture. The meetings we take are the ones related to that. So I prioritize my meetings. There's priority one meetings, priority two, priority three. There's the force, that, but they can wait there for six, seven months. You, I'll get you in there when there's not a lot going on because it's not aligned to my principal's priorities. Right. So I got I, I to gotta make sure that the meetings that I'm taking is leading to something. So we work a lot with A1 because it impacts people and we got to be prepared. So the thing that I'm going to do for my replacement when, whenever that person gets in here is um, they're going to have a continuity that is going to tell them exactly to the dot what they got to do. That's a head start, right? How to do everything. But I think the first thing they need to know is to know their principles, how that principle likes to operate, right? And once you know your principle, the job is going to get easier because you know what you're going to schedule in there. You know what they like. You know what their priorities are, what they want, and what they need. And when you're in that office, this is not a tactical operational level. We are at this strategic level. So we got to make sure that Every meeting that we take, everything that we do is going to impact the whole Air Force. Yeah, those are those are some great tips. And, you know, for those individuals that may be out there listening, that may have aspirations to come in this position. Hey, I hope you, you're writing those down, really saving this for the future, because that opportunity will soon happen as this position is. Uh, rotates about every two years. They serve in a position two years. Uh, and we do it that way because, you know, it's hard to maintain that for four years. It will burn a person out and we get people back to their AFSC so they can really take that information, that knowledge they grown and incorporate and go out and lead airmen. And that's one of the things we want to do is try to get them back into a position where they can leave airmen and they think strategically and know how to build a Build a work center or office area where we're leading Aaron or flight line anywhere that they go back to to impart that knowledge upon them to help them grow and share that and help other individuals grow. Have either one of you ever experienced a leader that was very hesitant to change or was inflexible and you saw the consequences of, of that type of mentality? That's a great question. Let me think back here because, see, I can go – Back quite a few years back when um, we had leaders that wasn't as developed. Yeah, very stern. Uh, no feedback. It's always just the way he wanted to do it. And what happened in building a bad culture where people was not comfortable being around that person because they were so grumpy and disgruntled all the time. No positive coming, just negative. So as that change and that person uh, left the organization, you could see a change in the culture. People were empowered. People were engaged. 
people wanted to do things, not like it was forced in doing things. So I can look back at that, but that's, you know, I and I will say that was um, probably over 20 years ago, like at, doing that culture, because I said I, I came in in 1987, and during that time period, um, development was not at the top of the list, especially within our Air National Guard. We had a different reputation, and we operated very differently because we were the strategic reserve. But as we got in that operations where we had to start developing more because we had to start leading people and be effective when we do it to get the mission done. Senior, have you ever experienced that? Same same experience, you know, as a young airman, I've been I've been around the block for a little bit too. So uh, a lot of people were not so receptive to to change as we are today. And and you learn from 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 your good supervisors and leaders as as from the bad ones. From the bad ones, you learn that you're not going to do that yeah. right. in the future, right? <laughs> like you're not going to behave like that or uh, or seek input from from different. Back in the day, you were not you were airman. You were not even allowed to speak and and, and say something, even though my idea I knew was better than yours. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but but I was not allowed to even express myself. That that was the way. It was, but time has changed, right? And 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 we can see that uh, in a lot of things that we do. And I can give you multiple examples, right? From from my experience in the field, headquarters, and even from from the SimSAF level, the things that we do that we we get input from everybody. Uh, we're flexible. We adjust. Uh, if we present something and people are not feeling it, we change that thing. We're not going to keep something because the GMSR and the Air Force thought that was that was the right thing. We're gonna get the input from everybody, airmen, NCOs, senior NCOs, and and we're gonna be inclusive and we're gonna listen to everybody and bring different perspective. We just want to make it right and make it together. So, well, thank you, Chief, and thank you, Senior Soto Sanchez, for taking the time to speak to us about leading by being flexible and agile. Be sure to follow the Air National Guard on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and for more of Team Thirteen, follow the Director of the Air National Guard on Facebook. Join us again next month on 13 Ways to Lead, where we will be talking about leading by being fearless. From all of us here at the Air National Guard Podcast Network, have a great Air National Guard day. Team 13, out. 13 Ways to Lead is produced by Major Amber Schatz. Our editor and sound mixer is Master Sergeant Brandy Fowler. This episode was recorded at the Secretary of the Air Force Public Affairs Studio in the Pentagon. <laughs>